it to the Easy Yoga Podcast with myself, Geminis, Easy Yoga founder, author, yoga coach, and relationship coach. It is my pleasure to have you here and for you to feel energized, calm, happy, and for you to have the perfect relationship with yourself, your partner, and your family without seeing a family therapist, changing your personality, or leaving your job. You will learn techniques and things to help you guide you through a better life through health, meditation, yoga, journaling, nutrition, and all things yoga for you to have the life you deserve and crave and for you to love yourself on a soul level. Thank you so, so much for being here today. And I am so grateful and so full of love to have you here. Enjoy this next episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode from Easy Yoga, all things yoga, well-being and relationships. And today I have a wonderful guest with me. Her name is Katie Moore and she helps women all over the world reclaim their power through transformational mentoring, spiritual coaching, energy healing and breathwork. So welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. That's (laughs) all right. So yes, tell me a bit about yourself, how you got into this or why yeah (laughs) yeah so hi uh i'm katie i am a feminine embodiment and female sexuality mentor i work with the fundamental flows of life force so sexuality spirituality and breath work to empower women to come home to their bodies and fall in love with the power between their legs (laughs) (laughs) perfect (laughs) and how did you get into this in the first place so yeah it's been it's so funny when I look back at the journey because it's it's always been there like it's all it's it it makes sense but you know when you just have at the time it doesn't make sense. So I think this is why I'm able now to like really anchor into the surrender of the unknown and like lean into that feminine and just be like, okay, like everything is going to be perfect. I always say that it's never ever how we think or how we expect or on our timeline, but it is always perfect. So I, um, so just want to put it out there now for anyone listening, trigger warning about sexual assault. So um, my journey began when I was, well, my trauma began when I was about 13 years old and I was sexually assaulted by my stepbrother. Wow. And then, sh- yeah, shortly after that, within a couple of weeks, my father Um, who is an alcoholic, narcissist, very wounded individual. Um, Underneath all of it, he's just a very hurt little boy. And I think that's what's difficult. And a lot of my journey has been about forgiveness, forgiveness of myself, forgiveness of the men who have crossed my boundaries, forgiveness of the path and... um, you know, habits and coping mechanisms along the way. So all of my trauma, I had three uh, incidents was actually all underneath my father's supervision. So I think that's massively plays a part in why I work, especially with like the feminine, feminine embodiment and with women, um, because I was so disconnected from that. So my father was staying at my father's house the first time when my stepbrother sexually assaulted me. And then a couple of weeks later, my father was drunk and he came in and he pulled me out of bed by my hair and he smashed my head against the 
uh, bathroom toilet and kicked me in the ribs. And like, it was, my whole world was just shattered. It was, my nervous system was absolutely shot from everything that had already happened, you know, people crossing my boundaries. And my body basically started to like shut down. Then within a couple of months of that, again, underneath my father's supervision, uh, I was sexually assaulted by two men at the same time. Oh That's actually something that I uh, had kind of put a lid on. And it wasn't until two years ago that everything came back to me about the event. I, I had flashbacks for years um, of like curtains and like the bedroom and a pool table and all of these different aspects of the event but I, I couldn't I had just blocked it out like there was just my body could not handle it yeah. um, and they'd put me in positions where I didn't know who was there or what was happening yeah it was um, it was a lot yeah yeah you were still so 13 at this time I was 14, yeah, at this time. Yeah, so my body just started to shut down. Um, I slipped into, well, I was diagnosed with um, depression. My mother thought I was on drugs because I was sleeping 20 hours a day because I couldn't cope. I couldn't cope with what had happened. There was no way of moving through it. I didn't have any of the tools. I didn't have any of the techniques. And my body just went into freeze. Um, and that was, yeah, when I was 14. And my I went to the doctors and they diagnosed me with clinical depression and I had to start to go see a therapist. So I went every week, 9 a.m. on a Saturday. And I sat there for over a year. I just wow. did small talk. I didn't, I didn't talk about anything. I didn't say what happened. The biggest thing for me, two big things for me. The first one was I felt ashamed. I felt as though it was my fault. And I think that's actually really common. Yeah. Most of the women that I work with have experienced sexual trauma in some way. And there are varying degrees of that. And I just want to share with anybody who's listening, who's experienced this, no one's experiences are more or less valid than yours. Your experience is your experience. So it doesn't have to be like mine or, or anyone else's that you know. Like it's okay to feel what you feel and you are not alone. I really, really desire to share that. Um, the second thing was that if I said it aloud, it was real. Yeah. So by keeping it to myself, having the secret, yes, it was eating me up inside, but it wasn't real. So the moment that I spoke those words, the moment that I told my therapist what had happened, it was just a huge weight off my shoulders, but there were repercussions for that. You know, my, they um, contacted the police because I was a minor, but they couldn't do anything because my stepbrother lives in America. So then there was actually nothing that happened to my stepbrother yet. And my father, I wasn't actually legally able to see him until I was 18. I haven't actually seen him since. Wow. Um, so yeah, and then social services got involved, but everything was okay, but it was just, just this huge like bomb that had kind of gone off. Yeah. And although I went to, to this therapist for, for four years, 
um, the coping mechanisms, the habits, the filling a void, the numbing was, was very apparent in alcohol, uh, sleeping with lo lots and lots of people, um, uh, doing drugs and everything in between. It was yeah. very, very toxic, but I was just, I was just a little girl who wanted to be loved and to yeah. feel safe. Yeah. And that was it. That's all that's underneath it. And you um, hadn't had that as a child, really, I suppose, even still with teenage years, that's probably the worst time as well. Going yeah. through hormones and emotions and everything. Yeah, I mean, my childhood was, um, was very interesting. So my mother left my father when I was one, um, because he was an alcoholic, you know, abuser, narcissist. Um, so she left. So I went to live with my grandmother and my mother. And um, I love them very dearly, but we are products of our parents, whether we like it or not. <laughs> oh, yes. Which is part, part of the reason I do this work. <laughs> um, yeah. um, but, you know, my father would uh, say that he would come and pick me up and then I would sit at the window waiting for him and he just wouldn't show up. Oh, you know, so this this relationship was literally you know, from, from the very beginning. And it's really interesting that the, the rebirthing breathwork that I do, I can talk more about that later, but the more I've kind of dived into that, the more that I've kind of been learning and embodying it, it's very much about, you know, with this conscious conception. So they say that actually, you know, you as a child, when you're conceived, it, there's about four months before you're conceived that really shapes the way that you are oh, wow yeah and then once you're in you know once you've been conceived all of the emotions everything that you are going through everything that your mother is going through you then go through and actually really shapes who you are yeah taking it even further you know from how you come into this world if you come into this world by a c-section and there's bright lights if your mother's stressed um you know if it's natural all of these kind of things, the way you come into this world shapes your world. Yeah. So there's all of these things that are completely out of our control and it feels so unfair or unjust, but really like this is the path that we've chosen. This is my belief, um, you know, that we have a soul contract and, and everything in life happens for us, yeah. not to us. I really, yeah. really anchored in that. Yeah. And I feel like that just kind of gives me this freedom and um this softness yeah. when things happen, you yeah. know, just to yeah. be able to, to roll with it, to go yeah. with it. That's so true. That's amazing. And actually mm. yesterday we were saying before, um I had a Reiki yesterday uh from a friend and she was saying that I have got hip issues and this hip issue is stemmed from years ago from my ancestors and they're all women and all these women cannot or wouldn't be able to speak out about whatever it is. So this mm. whole issue within my hip is to do with them and now I'm strong and I can speak out about this stuff. So mm. I'm hoping then by doing that I can heal my hip but it's the same then I suppose if you you've got all of this stuff to say and you can just say it pr probably as well from your ancestors the mm. way you come into the world 
massively and it's really interesting because so our yonis uh, and our throats our mouths are connected right so they have the same tissue inside of them they have the same muscles the same tendons they um, look almost identical and in fact when you're first formed they are actually one and they split into two. So um, there is that like physical element of oh, full body chills. I love it when that happens. That means someone <laughs> needs, someone, someone's listening to it and needs yeah. to hear that. <laughs> Thanks for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then energetically, um, our sacral and our throat are connected. So it's very, very common uh, ancestrally or with um, sexual trauma or anything to do within that realm that you will have a throat block. Um, not always, I don't want to generalize, but it's just very, very common with me. Mm-hmm. I've definitely, definitely found that. In fact, at the moment, I'm actually starting to get into chanting. Oh, and I wow, think, I love that. Yeah, yeah, I really, I really, really love it. And there, there feels like there's something really there for me, but it feels very blocked. Um, when I, in fact, I do it with it, when I hold rebirthing breath works, I mute myself because I'm not, I'm not quite there where I'm going to chant aloud to people, (laughs) but soon this year, this year, this is my promise, (laughs) but it's so interesting. I start to chant and I sing and I, I do my energy healing at the same time as holding this space. And every single time I chant, my client reacts, responds, even though they can't hear me, yeah, they physically, yeah. their body really? shifts or their energy shifts or they start to smile and things like that. And it's so yeah. freeing to be able to um, speak your truth, unapologetically speaking your yeah. truth and setting your boundaries using your voice. Yeah, That is how you can start to anchor into the feminine, start to heal your wounds, start to become the woman that you are here to be. Um, It's scary, you know, setting those boundaries is is something which I work with everybody that comes into my spaces. Um, And they're just, there's so much power in that. Reclaiming your voice, I honestly believe as a woman is, it's not easy, but once you do, my goodness, it's liberating. There is no stopping you. Yeah. Yeah. And because we've been in society dulled down or whatever, we can't speak out. We can't do this. We can't do that because we're a woman. We need to get all this out, all of this tension and just be Mm. you who you were supposed Mm. to be on this earth. Mm, definitely definitely and I feel as though you know we are in the in the age of the divine feminine rising yes and whilst I am so for that and it is in a lot of the work that I do you know if the divine feminine is rising we need the divine masculine to hold us so the way in which I really like to share you know the masculine and feminine energetics is that the masculine is the container the masculine is a cup the feminine is the water she is fluid You have to be able to have the cup to hold the feminine. Otherwise the feminine would just, would just seep out, would seep into the floor. It doesn't work. You have to have both in society, but most of all within yourself. That's the thing, you know, it's difficult. I'm kind of going through a transition within my work to try and be more inclusive within my spaces. I haven't quite found where I sit with that but it's something that I'm currently navigating but when I talk about the masculine and feminine energetics I mean it's within us it doesn't mean man 
and woman yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's within everybody I don't know how else to put it yet yeah. so I don't want anybody to be upset by that I, I am doing my best I try to educate myself but in this instance this is how I will share it yeah so um, there's polarity within everything masculine feminine yang yang shakti shiva light and dark contraction yeah. expansion right one cannot exist without yeah. the other so you have to have that within you. For me, since I've gone through all of my trauma, um, I was sat very much in my masculine. My mother who brought me up ran her own um, dentist surgery. So she wasn't around a lot. I was, I, my, one of my wounds is an, an abandonment wound. Okay. I really, really, it's something that I um, have been working on quite a lot. Um, <clears throat> And it's very interesting to see that in my relationship. Yeah. So nothing, and I repeat, nothing to anybody <laughs> who is listening right now is going to show you where your wounds are than being in a relationship. Yeah. Being in a relationship is a fast track to your healing, whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. Your partner is totally. going to trigger to trigger the shit out of you and going to shine this divine light onto your shadows. They are going to be a mirror holding up to you everything that you need to see. You are yeah. not going to like it. It is going to trigger you. It is going to be really difficult, but my goodness, once you start to lean into it, once yeah. you start to surrender into it, once you allow yourself to heal, wow. It yeah. is so freeing and the intimacy that comes with that, you know, the trust, the safety, the intimacy, everything just falls into place. Yeah. It takes time, yeah. but your partner is your biggest mirror. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's but all amazing. of the, yeah, but all of the work comes from, comes from within. Yeah. So for me, I was very much in my masculine um before I do what I do now I owned a I mean when I say successful it's in inverted commas for those who can't see me uh, <laughs> and it's society it's society's success right so it's I moved um to the Isle of Wight I'm originally from sorry um to the Isle of Wight and I took over a property company I had no friends no family didn't know anyone in the Isle of Wight it was just this whim that I took. Now I know it's intuition and it's the only way I live my life. <laughs> oh yes, um, definitely. Yes, but back then it was just like, oh, okay, I'm doing this. So I took over about 25 properties at a time and I single-handedly ran it. Wow. And in four years, I grew it over over a hundred properties. It was the biggest private property company on the Isle of Wight. Mm. But with that came, I mean, over the years, um, I had been, you know, numbing myself with alcohol and drugs and sex yeah. and really, really bad toxic relationships, but it was just to fill a void. Yeah. That's all it was. It was a coping mechanism. And with that, I started to swing into other areas. So it would be like less drugs, but I would be working 16 hour days, seven days a week. So yeah. actually, although it was technically healthier it's not healthier if you do not go into the core of your wound then nothing will change yeah. it's just going to project be projected out onto other areas of your life and keep yeah. coming up until you heal it whether you like it or not if you can think about something right now 
that keeps coming up to you and you're like, why does this keep happening to me? The chances are it's because it's a wound that you haven't healed and it will keep coming back to you yeah. for as long as you walk this earth and potentially the next time too, unless you heal it. So, um, so yeah, so it was just really, really interesting that. And I, um, in 2017, I, I feel like that's when I really began my journey. Yeah. I was dating somebody in London and they would just give me these little breadcrumbs of affection. Um, you know, I would see them on a Friday night. We'd go out for dinner and drinks, have sex, and I would leave on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Every single week for months. <laughs> I said to him, yeah. And I said, and I allowed it, right? I allowed it. The thing is with boundaries is that when you get cross because somebody has crossed your boundary, yes, they have crossed your boundary, but you have let them cross your yeah. boundary. Yeah. You haven't told them your boundaries or yeah. Right. Yeah. You haven't set them. You haven't used your voice. You haven't expressed them. If somebody's going to cross them, that is on you. Not always. Yeah. But the majority of the time. So you're not actually mad at them. You're actually mad at yourself. This is probably going to trigger some people. I'm saying it with love. I am your divine mirror, right? Like that's what it is. <laughs> The triggers are there to show you that a wound needs a little bit more love and attention. And that's yeah. it. That's all there is. There's no shame. There's no guilt. You don't need, you're not broken. You don't need fixing. The whole point of this journey, the whole point of healing is simply to remember your wholeness. Yeah. Coming back to yourself. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So I was dating this guy and about a couple of months in, I was like, are we together? Oh no, I can't commit. I can't like all of this oh, yeah. BS. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I just thought to myself, I'm done. And I remember crying in the shower the next day, just being like, what am I doing? Like, I, like this has to change. This has yeah. to change. So who's going to change it? Me. And only me. Stop yeah. giving away my power to others. Stop waiting for someone to fix me. Stop waiting for somebody to love me. Like it comes from within. Yeah. You know, when you have a partner, they don't complete you. They add to you. They yeah. add to everything that you already have. So I just thought, excuse my language, fuck this. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. Like, Good. That's it. So I, <laughs> I think people it. need to be like this, definitely. Instead of just yeah. bumbling along, whatever, it will be okay. It never is yeah. because you're never happy. No, that's the thing. And I feel like we wait, we wait. You know, the classic one is please send me a sign that this isn't right or I should do something. And the universe keeps giving this. You're like, oh no, that, that wasn't a clear enough sign. I'm going to wait for another one. Yeah. That's, my, that's my favorite. I used to do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, send me a sign of like a globe, you know, something really, really like out there yeah. that can't be like missed. And, you know, I would see a huge van with a globe, like world removals or something. I'd be like, I don't yeah. think that was a sign. I don't, I don't, no, I don't think that was it. Like you're waiting for one because I wasn't ready. Because yeah. you can say you're ready to heal until you're blue in the face, right? You can say it, you can say it. It is not until you mean it, you feel it. You're like, I am ready to heal now. That is the moment that your life will be transformed. And the moment that you decide that, 
you feel it and you energetically opt in, like yeah. that is when the healing, that's when the alchemy happens in those moments. Yeah. I'm not saying that you don't have to do the work. You have to do the work. Yeah. And the work doesn't end, right? Healing is not an A to B. It doesn't even ebb and flow. It's a spiral. So you start down here and you're working your way up and it's great. And you're like, I'm on top of the world. This is amazing. Why didn't I do this sooner? Because it wasn't the right time, FYI. And then you start to come down, right? And you start to come down. You're like, oh my, oh my goodness, I thought I was healed. This isn't working. And you go down and you go even further. Yeah. But when you come up, you come up even higher. And it is just like this. Yeah. Healing isn't a destination, right? It is a journey. It is a lifelong journey. It's not yeah. something to master. It's not something to complete. It isn't a goal. It is just something to work on daily, yeah. simply to be who you truly are, yeah. to be able to anchor in self-love, to be able to feel that radical self-acceptance, to be making sovereign choices and to feel liberated in who you yeah. are and who you be and what you do. And in that moment in the shower, I was just like, I'm done. That's it. So I actually lost four and a half stone. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I didn't even think I had that much to lose, but apparently <laughs> I did because I was so unhealthy. I think one of the biggest things I've learned is that like you are what you consume. So yeah. it doesn't have to be just drinking, just drugs, just um, food. It's from who you follow on social media. Yeah. Yeah. The words that you yeah. listen to, the energy, your friendships, your relationships, being around your family, you know, my family family are triggering as fuck. I find it very difficult to be around them. Even yeah. now, after years of doing healing. so excited to tell you that I am ambassador for an amazing yoga apparel brand called Veya Mudra and it is a Swedish yoga brand that designs products for a healthy and active lifestyle and the company was actually founded in 2017 and I came on board in 2018 as an ambassador and it has since grown hugely huge 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 is and their aim is simple and we want to inspire as many people as possible to live a healthy life and to practice yoga because those who stick with regular yoga practice report themselves to be happier and healthier in life and like I am I love all these products so so much they are just so lovely and yes I am happy and healthy in my life <laughs> So we find inspiration to our products from all of yogis around the world by building deep relationships within the yoga community and they have gained invaluable insights and understanding of quality and function of the yoga products to satisfy all needs and all kinds of levels of yoga practice. And in 2020, Veo Madra committed to take serious steps towards becoming a sustainable brand and as a result, they are now offering products made of recycled and other sustainable fabrics produced in the European Union manufacturer that complies with Greenpeace's environmental standards across the entire production chain isn't that amazing so go to feyamudra.com and use yogi gemma 15 for a 15 discount code at the checkout that's yogi gemma 15 
for a 15% discount at the checkout. And this yoga apparel brand is one of my favorites and they are so soft, they're versatile and they last forever. So yes, go to veyamudra.com and use Yogi Gemma 15 for all of the 15% discount. And also when you have it, check out the hashtag veyamudra tribe on social media and 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 check it out and, and go and see it all there's so much on there but yeah go to yogi gemma 15 on the checkout and get 15 percent discount but i feel like the separation um gets easier because i've actually been able to untangle myself from them yeah so which has been one hell of a journey especially with my mother wound yeah but untangling myself from them and being separate from them um because I feel like there's this massive family dynamic where like humans are the only species that actually stay with their children it's actually very primally and natural to stay with your children they are supposed to quite literally flee the nest that's how nature works and we are nature we are not separate separate as women we are cyclical beings yes we are forever changing forever growing day by day we are moved by the moon you know we have our bleeds and our periods yeah um and even if you don't have a very regular one if you're on um, contraception or if you know you no longer physically have a womb you still have an energetic womb space mm-hmm. you are moved by the moon yeah that's I absolutely how we live. love that because it is so so true yeah. and if you look into it if, you, if you're open to looking into it the way that your cycle yeah if you're not on any contraception you will then slowly move with the moon the cycles mm. will move with the moon all the time it's incredible yeah. so I tend to personally I tend to bleed um every 28 days usually around about the, the new moon so yeah. um I'll share a little bit more about my story and then I'll come back to that because it's actually very, very relevant to why I am the way I am and the way that I mentor and coach and hold space and everything in between. Um, So I, you know, I cut alcohol out Monday to Friday. I stopped having takeaways. I started going for gym. I started to, I I stopped dating um, and I really focused on myself and it was terrifying to not be able to outsource, to not be able to um, have people validate me or to numb myself any longer, to hide. I think to hide in the shadows. I wasn't able to do that any longer. And actually the biggest thing that I've learned on my journey is actually I've befriended my shadows. I like to yeah. call it my sh- my shadow kink because I love it. When I get a new tr- when I get a new trigger now, I'm like, oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, that that's not healed. Okay, cool. Oh, that's new. I didn't know that was there. That's recently very interestingly actually. Uh, I found that in one of my breath works, my rebirthing breath work that I do, uh, I was breathing and. I'm not good enough came up. I was like, why am I not good enough? Like crying, like I felt this, like, why am I not good enough? And I'd never known that that is actually how I, not for a long, long time. Yeah, It's so interesting. And then uh, I was actually, this month was told that I actually have anemia, which totally makes sense. 
but with anemia it comes from your like your root chakra your foundations your mother wound very much what I've been moving through myself and it comes from a sense of not feeling good enough it is so wild how all of this is connected we think everything is separate and it's not it is all connected mind body spirit it is all connected not just that like everything in your life is connected so you're the reason why I specifically work with women's sexuality is because your sexuality is your biggest gift it is life force energy it is not something to be ashamed of it is not something to suppress it is not something to hide it is something to embody and embrace and just melt into, oh, I'm getting full body chills. I love it. I love when I talk about this. Your life force energy, your sexual energy is the same energy that spins the planets and moves the ocean tides. So the next time you feel shame for being turned on or for self-pleasuring or insert anything you desire, just remember how fucking powerful you are. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I think more people, well, as, as a Brit, we don't really, as British, we don't really talk about this stuff at all. It's all taboo kind of thing like self-pleasure and stuff like that and I think we need to speak out more about it because we can release so much from that Mm. from doing anything to our bodies and noticing what our bodies need and then you can then tell your partner which is what I struggle Mm. not I struggle my clients struggle with is communicating with their partners about what they specifically want and where they want to be touched it's just communication Mm. you just need to say it or show them how to do it (laughs) on you do you find absolutely. that as well? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But but the how that starts is that people don't know how they want to be touched. True, yes. People are disconnected from their bodies, people are disconnected from um their pleasure, from their sex. There's this disconnect, and a lot of people are living in their heads, the masculine instead of living in their bodies, the feminine. And if you don't have that mind-body connection, then how the hell are you going to know what you want? How the hell are you going to know what turns you on? How do you know what your desires are? You know, how are you going to to express that to your partner if you don't know that yourself? So the massively, massively, in fact, probably the, the biggest part of the work that I do is coming home to your body. Yeah. Starting to bring safety because if you do not feel safe within your body, you will not feel safe with anybody else. It doesn't matter who you are. Safety isn't external. It is internal. And you are never fully safe regardless of who you are or where you are. You can never be fully safe. That's not possible. But what it is, is coming home to your body and anchoring into that safety and from there, everything else, you know, regulating your nervous system, that's huge in what I do. And I used to think the nervous system was like BS. I was like, mm, don't really believe in it. <laughs> yeah. How I ever thought that I do not even know now. Um, but I just, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel like there was a connection. It wasn't very sexy. It wasn't very appealing, but actually doing that work has built this solid foundation for me and everybody who does the work yeah. to be able to experience 
experience more, to feel more. If you are on a scale, for example, 10 is fight and flight and minus 10 is freezing the fawn, okay? And you are trying to get to up here, which is pleasure, for example, an orgasm. If you are at either ends of these spectrums, there is no way you were going to get up to pleasure. It's not actually possible. So very much in the work that I do in my one-to-ones on my group programs is about coming back to center, to balance. And from this space, it doesn't have to be completely, but just in a more regulated, safe space, you are then able to reach an orgasm. That's just an example. It can be, and you can insert anything you desire into that. Because if you are not regulated, you are not able to receive. So this is actually the same as money. If you are in fight or flight, you actually block yourself from receiving financial abundance or abundance in any way you like. We like to put sexuality into a box. We like to put business into a box. We like to put healing into a separate box. They are not separate boxes. They are all one. In fact, I don't want, they're not even in a box because I hate to be put into a box. So then there's, you know, from these boxes, take them out of the boxes and allow them just to come all together and to, and to be, I don't know, just morph into this incredible energy to be embodied. And the more in touch you are with your sexuality, the more in flow you are with life. Yes, yes. Life just, I can't tell you how, it's just there's this ease, this surrender, this trust. I have unwavering faith. I am so surrendered in my faith that I'm just like, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's going to work out for me. That's how I choose to live my life. That's yeah. what I choose to embody. Yeah. And life, instead of going against you know, the flow of life, I'm going with it, making yeah. everything else easier right? Life doesn't have to be difficult. Life doesn't have to be hard. We choose to make it. Everything in life is a choice. Yeah. People hate it when they hear that because they're like, I don't choose this. You do. You You do do choose this actually. You You do do actually choose the job, the person. You choose choose the decisions that you make. You choose what you have to eat. You choose not to make time to self-pleasure. You choose that. Yeah. I'm not saying it's always possible all the time, but everything is a choice. Yeah. And like people really, really hate to know they have a choice because it's taking self-responsibility and taking (laughs) self-responsibility. When you have to start the work, it is absolutely revolutionary, but my goodness, it's it's one of those moments you're like, I am the creator of my reality fuck like it's one of those like penny drop moments you know yeah yeah <laughs> but it's incredible but it's incredible but um yeah so I just went on this huge huge self-love journey I actually met somebody a couple months later who was the opposite of everything that I ha- had ever ever gone for he was very soft he was very loving and from the outside like we looked like we had it all he um was a world champion athlete I have my own business we both had our own properties mortgage-free I had a home I had a dog um like it was all perfect in the commerce and then in 2019 I was watching the sunrise at a yoga retreat in Spain and I was like 
uh, destined for more like there's more yeah. I, I'm gonna become a yoga yeah yeah I felt it so deeply um I was like this time next year I'm gonna become a yoga teacher so this was 2019 this is pre what we've all been enduring the last two yeah. years right <laughs> so um, I was like I can just feel it I didn't know how I didn't know why but I was like this is what I choose when I got back um, I actually felt like on a physical level, I just knew and I knew intuitively as a woman that something wasn't right. So I went to the gynecologist and I went and um, they diagnosed me with a six centimeter cyst on my left ovary. Wow. Surrounded by, yeah, surrounded by four centimeter cysts. And um, they said that I had some little bit of endometriosis in the lining of my womb. So I had to go for an operation. And they told me that, <clears throat> I was going to struggle to conceive to have children and in that moment I was just like yeah this is not the life I want to live yeah this is not yeah. who I want to be this is not the person I want to have children with yeah and that was so terrifying to be living in this um relatively it was it was very safe it was safe it was comfortable it didn't push me particularly. I was a workaholic. I actually was teetotal. I stopped drinking for a while, for years actually. Um, and but I was exercising a lot. I was very very thin because I was exercising a lot and working a lot. So my so my yeah. coping mechanisms, my habits had gone from drinking and drugs to the opposite of you know super healthy um, and working all the time yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so. Um, I just remember getting in the car and my partner was there, my partner at the time was there and he hugged me and I just thought, this is it. Like yeah. big, big things are about to happen for me. And I actually ended the relationship. I started to spend more time in Brighton and within a couple of months, I met my now partner. We were at yoga here in Brighton. <laughs> cool. And he, yeah, and he put his yoga mat next to mine. <laughs> and uh, he wild thinged on my mat and I was party. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's been, yeah, it's been the most incredible, incredible journey. And um, I sold my business, I sold my home and I moved here. And it was, everyone thought I was crazy. No one could understand why I was doing what I was doing. And in fact, it didn't make sense to me before. Now looking back, I'm like, of yeah. course. But leading up to that point, I had absolutely no idea. I, I, I was just trusting, I guess, yeah. even back then. Um, we need to do more of that. Trust our intuition, trust our guidance and not just yeah. think about everybody else, what everyone else is going to say. You're living your life. No one else right. is living your life. Yeah. And that's, again, very much in the work that I do is coming home to your bodies feeling that safety anchoring in that trust and being able to have that connection to your body so for example i don't want to go too much into but i'm um, uh, the way in which i make all of my decisions because of my human design and the way that i am is uh, sacred authority so i make all of my decisions and i mean all of them from huge business decisions to moving country to what i'm going to wear to what I'm going to eat, anything I make with my sacral, so my womb space. That's amazing. I, I ask her, what is it do I want? And she will tell me. 
And that's what's so funny is that we've become so conditioned. Yes to not trust our bodies, that we have to outsource everything. And it's not all of the answers you seek, everything that you desire, you know, is within you. Yeah. Everything is within you. And it sounds cliche, but cliche is a cliche for a reason. And I mean it, I have been on this journey and I know everything you want to know is within you. It takes time. It takes time to build that relationship, right? Because it is a relationship. Your body yeah. is your best friend. Yeah. This, you know, it's treat her with love and respect and honor her. She is your sacred temple. Yeah. So it's about coming home to her and creating that relationship of devotion. Yeah. And it's the most beautiful journey. And when you start to go on that journey, so much unfolds. And there's just this ease that comes with it. And instead of trying to fight her, yeah, you become allies, like you become yeah. best friends. So, you know, when you don't, when you <clears throat> want to make a, a boundary, you respect yourself enough yeah. to be like, no, this is my boundary. This is what feels good for me. And yeah. this is what I'm willing to accept. Or no, I'm not going to go to the event on Saturday, even though I said I would, because it's, it, it's, it doesn't feel good for me. It's not actually what I want to do. And, and, and being true to that and people only get upset that they can't cross your boundaries because they have no boundaries of their own. Yes. You know, that's all it is. That's why someone's upset with you that they can't cross your boundary. Yeah. You're not gonna let me cross your boundaries. I have none. So people do it to me. No, don't project your shit onto me. Right. Perception is projection. That's yours. Keep that. I'm keeping sovereign in mine. Yeah. Um, which is so so beautifully liberating, so empowering, so liber- yeah. yeah, so empowering. Yeah. So when I was told about the endometriosis, I actually came off the pill. I came off contraception, which I'd been on since I was about I don't know twelve or thirteen. Which I mean, that's a whole different podcast yeah. episode in its own. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, won't go too much into that, but um. Starting to work with my cycle has been an internal revolution. Yes. Yeah. To be able to understand my four seasons. So for those of you who are listening very, very quickly and basically, we have four seasons, just like the seasons in nature. We are nature. We have our inner winter, which is when we are in menstruation. So usually between naught, like day one and day five to seven. We then have spring um, and then we have our inner summer, so ovulation. And then we have our inner autumn, follicular, and then back again. Usually a cycle is around about 28 days. We should be bleeding, should be, my opinion, just wanna say I come from I, so I don't project. My opinion is that we should be bleeding Every 28 days, it's so healthy to allow your body to move stagnant energy, to release, to cleanse, to be able to rejuvenate. Um, There's just so much power in that. Within your seasons, you know, when I ovulate, I'm ovulating in the next couple of days, which is why I'm doing an interview today. I plan my entire business yeah. around my cycle. 
I do that. I plan, <laughs> yeah, I plan all of my social events around my cycle. I plan uh, date nights according with me and my partner do date nights even now over two years in. We still do date nights every week. I plan it around that. There is just so much magic in there. Like there is, it's just, honestly, I, I can't recommend it enough. If you don't already track it, please, my love, download my flow. Um, it's an incredible app and start tracking your cycles. If you do not have uh, a regular cycle or one at all, that's absolutely okay. You can use the moon. So the new moon is the inner autumn. It's when your menstruation and the full moon is your ovulation. So back in the day, <laughs> we used to have um, red tents or moon caves is what we like to call them. And it's where all of the women of the tribe used to bleed around the same time or well, pretty much exactly the same time. I'm not yes. sure if you've ever had that where you synced with your friends because you spend yeah. a lot of time with them. Right. It's very, very common and it's very, very natural. So the tribes women who used to actually lead the tribes because the woman used to be, you know, the ones in charge, um, used to go off around the new moon to their moon cave and they would all bleed together because during your bleed, is when all of your intuition comes in. It is not the time to do, it is the time yeah. to be, to rest, to allow all of that cosmic wisdom to drop into your body. If you've got any big questions, you know, if you want to make a move in your life in somewhere or something like that, now is the time to sit, not do, just sit, be, rest, nourish yourself as if you were in winter, and then as you start to come out, you'll come into your spring. And from there, you start to gain your energy back. It's like spring. You're re-emerging. You're starting to blossom. It's not the time to really overdo, but just yeah. start to pick up your momentum. During your ovulation, I like to call it the Beyonce hormone <laughs> because you are feeling sexy, sassy, and fine. This is the time that you can be exploring, especially in your sex life. Um, different things with your partner. You will be glowing differently. Your energy will be off the chart. It is, so, I mean, there's so much magic in all seasons, right? There's so much to, to kind of dive into and I can't do it all today. But um, yeah, ovulation is We'll have is to have fun. you back on and do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. Uh, <clears throat> ovulation is so much fun. And then starting to go into your inner winter, is very much like, again, you're starting to hibernate. So things will start to be slowing down. Like PMS is real. Um, having heavy bleeds, having painful bleeds is actually just become the norm. It's not actually normal. They shouldn't be. There's lots of reasons to that. Again, I can't go into it all. Um, but by, even by starting to work with your cycles, if you really suffer with them, then even just starting to surrender into your seasons can actually really ease them because you're not overdoing it during your bleed. Yeah. You know, you're holding back, you're resting because the way in which you show up in your cycle one month is going to be reflected into your next month. If you are doing, 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 going, 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 you're going to be exhausted. Yeah. So it's starting to really use that um, and kind of plan your life around it. That's how we're supposed to be. That's that's who we are at our core, at our essence. Um, so yeah, but it's, yeah, that's 
came from my endometriosis really starting to kind of tune into that work and that embodiment yeah so so, That's yeah. incredible. It's <laughs> amazing. I've learned so much. Thank you. It's been amazing. Really You're more amazing. Than welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we'll definitely get you back on and yeah, we'll do something about the moon and cycles. And because I am mm. so into that, really, really into mm. it. And actually, it's really weird that I never used to track my cycle or anything like that until I was trying to get pregnant. And it was the best thing ever I don't know why I didn't do it and that was when I was 31 I'm 39 now and you just think why why didn't I do it earlier because you can <laughs> it's all there yeah <laughs> I know it's it's a huge part of the work that I'm really like pleasure positive yeah uh, like a, a pleasure advocate I really want to be sex positive and talk about it more if anyone desires to follow me on social media on Instagram I'm, I am Katie Moore with two E's and a Katie um and yeah we do like polls and I talk about things I talk about consent I talk about um dropping into your body ways to connect yourself like all of those things and that's very very much mirrored in the work that I do like I work with one-to-ones and I also hold my signature group program devotion which the waitlist is actually open at the moment and it launches next month Ooh, exciting. and that's yeah it's incredible it's, it's like an eight-week journey uh into deep healing, pleasure alchemy and embodied wholeness. It's oh, just so incredible. And the last round that I did, so there was women from America, Australia, Europe, oh. from their twenties up until their late fifties, like this, like healing has no limit. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter where you're from, your income, your race, like all of these things, it's, it's accessible. Yes. In different ways, but, um, yeah and so yeah. please reach out if if, if i've you know, sparked something within you if you just desire to say hi if you want to work together like i'm here so yeah please reach out i absolutely love to connect yeah thank you i'll put everything in the show notes like your website and um instagram and yeah, stuff so yeah oh thank you so much thank you for being mm. on it's been amazing you are more than welcome thank you for having me my love that's all right oh so as always I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode so please leave a comment or tag me on social media using at Yogi Gemma I'm always so grateful to hear your thoughts and thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode I will be back next week with another one another fun episode for you guys to listen to and also please leave a review on iTunes or like and subscribe to this podcast because it really means the world to me so thank you thank you thank you so much and I will see you very soon Thank you.